to kill sin in your life? Paul Rutherford and a 16th century theologian help you to do just that now on Probe. In my early 20s, I confessed to a friend an ongoing battle with sin. He suggested that I read John Owen's book, The Mortification of Sin. I wish I had read that back then. It would have saved me so much pain in my battle against sin. So I want to help you in that same way by sharing some of Owen's key insight in the battle against sin. Let's begin with the title, mortification. What does that word mean? Well, broadly speaking, it means to kill or put to death. The Latin root from which this English word is derived, mort or mors, means death, and it comes from the Latin mortificare, to kill. Other examples of this root include mortuary, mortician, and mortgage. Simply put, mortification means death. But note the dictionary also lists shame and humiliation as definitions as well. So, mortification involves death. More to the point, John Owen wants you to kill sin. More importantly, he makes a case that scripture commands you to kill sin. Now, this message today is not for everyone. It's only appropriate if you believe in Jesus. Early on the work, John Owen gravely warns those who would mortify sin, but do so without first believing in Jesus. So I want to warn you as well, please don't sit and listen here another minute if you have not put your faith in Jesus Christ for your righteousness, for your salvation. If you are listening to this right now and have never made a confession of faith and you're ready, please do so now. Just talk to God out loud. Tell him that you believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord, his son, that he died for your sins, that he was buried and raised from the dead and that you put your trust in him. Then tell someone that you know who already believes in Jesus. This will be the most important thing you do ever. All right, so if you're still listening, let's press on. John Owen discusses at length what it means to kill sin, how to do it effectively, and why you should do it. But before we jump into that, remember, John Owen was a 17th century English pastor and theologian. This book is not his first, and at the time he wrote it, he was vice-chancellor at the University of Oxford. So Owen has academic credentials, but this book is more devotional than academic, and Owen draws from personal experience. It's not merely intellectual, he meant for this to be practiced. Tomorrow will define mortification. You've been listening to Probe with your host, Paul Rutherford. You may need to brush up on your these and thous, but John Owen's The Mortification of Sin could have a huge impact on your life. Get your free copy of Paul's 21st Century Transcript, How to Kill Sin, at probe.org. That's probe.org. Then join us next time here on Probe. John Owen wrote The Mortification of Sin, in England in 1656. Mortification means death, or in this case, to kill sin. That's what we covered yesterday. This matters because your life is at stake here. Early on in the book, John Owen warns us with this well-known quote, be killing sin or it will be killing you. That is probably the most famous quote from the book. Did you catch the significance of that quote? Sin will kill you, That's why this is a big deal. That's also why sin's presence requires such a drastic response. It must be killed. James tells us that sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. So your best option, your only real option, is to kill sin. Just like John Owen said, kill it or it will kill you. Because trust me, it will kill you in every way, physically, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, every way. John Owen quickly reminds us that this is impossible in a complete, ultimate, or perfect sense until 
Jesus comes back and not before. So until he comes back, we mortify sin. Now, let's talk about mortification. What exactly does that mean? Sin is an abstract thing. It's not biological. It's not an organism. So how do you kill an abstract thing? Owen's instruction is clear. You utterly destroy it or make it cease to be. Owen defines the process of mortification in three ways. Sin gets weaker, you fight against it constantly, and you have full success over it. So then, mortification means to weaken sin first. You drain it of its power. This means that the desire to sin decreases. It decreases in frequency and quality that comes as you crucify the flesh with its passions and desires, as we read in Galatians 5.24. Mortification also means, too, to fight against sin constantly. You have an enemy in the devil, so employ any means necessary to destroy his work. The contest will be vigorous and hazardous. And finally, three, mortification is success against sin in any given moment. Now, this is not merely resisting temptation. Owen has more in view here. It is recognizing temptation, bringing it before Christ, pursuing sin to its root, and conquering it in Jesus' strength. Now, before we discuss how to do this, for clarity, we're going to talk about how not to mortify sin. We look at that tomorrow. This week, we're discussing John Owen's 17th century work, The Mortification of Sin, where mortification means to kill, and the point of the book is to kill sin. Nothing short of your life is at stake here, since sin always leads to death. Sin is not to be trifled with. It cost Jesus his life. Owen himself covers what mortification is not in the book before he defines what it is. Four things masquerade as mortification when they are in fact not. And these four are faking it, having a calm disposition, cross addiction, and behavior modification. All right, first, faking it. This is the first instance of false mortification. It's making yourself look good on the outside. Instances where outward signs of sin are obvious, like compulsive spending, for example, you may choose not to buy something the next time you're tempted, but that outward choice is not the root of sin. The root goes deeper. It's on the inside. The root is the belief that something material will fill the void. John Owen further points out the hypocrisy is a real danger here. Not only did you not mortify the sin, you are now making yourself look as though you have. So two... Mortification is also not simply a calm disposition. Some sins are obvious, visible, even violent in nature. In these cases, if you become more calm and quiet and gentle, it could appear on the outside as if the sin is gone, when in fact it's not. Owen reminds us that mortification is more than a simple change in disposition. Three, mortification is not replacing one vice for another. For example, if the presenting sin is addiction to pornography keeping yourself from erotic material may appear as victory unless you pick up the bottle. Now you've just simply exchanged pornography for alcohol and you exhibit a cross addiction. This too is not mortification. Mortification is also not mere change in behavior. Surely you have made a big change before. Maybe you created a new habit, lost weight, maybe even had a New Year's resolution. You can force that behavior for a while, maybe even through February. <laughs> But eventually, that old habit creeps back, and that's merely a shift in behavior. This is not mortification. So what is mortification then? How do you do it? We tackle that tomorrow. This week, we've been discussing John Owen's 17th century devotional work, The Mortification of Sin. 
After all this preliminary discussion, you probably want to know how you can kill sin, conquer it, and be victorious, because if you don't, it will kill you, as Owen says himself in the book. Now here's the bad news. You can't mortify your sin. You will have no victory over sin by employing any method that I recommend to you. Now, don't despair. This doesn't mean that you can't experience victory. God forbid. Rather, it is God's will for you to find victory over the curse of sin. What I mean here is that mortification is not something you do. It is instead something God does, namely the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can mortify sin, kill sin in the flesh. Only he is strong enough to put to death the old man. So, what do you do then? Here are Owen's words. Set faith at work on Christ for the killing of thy sin. His blood is the great sovereign remedy for sin-sick souls. Live in this, and thou wilt die a conqueror. Yea, thou wilt, through the good providence of God, live to see thy lust dead at thy feet. End quote. The way to mortify sin is to set faith at work. Put your faith to work. Believe in the work Jesus did on the cross. His sacrifice is your remedy. That's how you kill sin. You don't. You believe in the power of Christ's atoning sacrifice on the cross and let Christ kill it for you. It's freeing, really. Would you want the responsibility of killing the broken flesh within you? (laughs) I don't. Owen goes on to add two more points of substance. First, fill your soul with the provision of Christ. I might call that meditation. Meditate on Christ. Fill your mind with his provision. The second point is to expect relief in Christ. Owen reasons that if Christ's blood is enough to make you righteous, and if the Spirit is strong enough to mortify your flesh, then expect it's going to happen. It may not be instantaneous. Anyone who's been walking with Christ for some time will affirm this. It's a slow, difficult, often painful process, but definitely a good one. So, how do you mortify sin? You don't. You let the Spirit do it. Your job is to believe by faith. Tomorrow, we consider what this conversation means. What did we learn this week? If you are following in the footsteps of Jesus, you need to mortify, or put to death, sin in your life. If you don't, it will kill you. This is not a popular message, I admit. Sin is not a fun topic, but scripture is clear. Sin must be put to death. Owen's book, while dating over 300 years back, could be neither more timely nor more appropriate for you today. Owen admonishes the sincere believer to kill indwelling sin without delay. He warns the unbeliever that this is impossible without Jesus Christ. Jesus is absolutely essential to the success and continued process of mortification. To do otherwise is the soul and substance of all false religion in the world. End quote. If you believe in Jesus and you are stuck in your sin, maybe you're trapped in an addiction, well, this book is for you. Mortify sin. Set faith at work on Christ for the killing of thy sin, says John Owen. You believe in his son for salvation. Believe him now for the deliverance of your soul from the power of indwelling sin. It is not easy. You will struggle every day against sin. And the bad news here is that you carry the problem with you. Your own flesh is broken. It remains unregenerate until the day of Christ. Your soul is secure, however, eternally by the blood of Christ. And one day you will receive a glorious new body. But for now, you struggle. So do I. Consider Jesus' promise in that struggle. Quote, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, 
You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. End quote. John 16, 33. Mortification is not for the faint of heart, but it is good. Your sin does not define you. God does. He says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He paid the price for your sin, and it was an awful lot. And he loves you that much. So trust in him today. Trust in his word. Trust in the community of saints that he has provided for you. Confess your sin to them today. Do you want to fully live? Then kill sin.